Geeksters. And welcome to episode 96, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Do you ever notice that when I do the first five people at, at home to listen to the episodes, I always feel like the first time I do the intro, I'm kind of lackluster. Yeah. Like, I don't really know, but by the third one, I already got something. I'm like, <laughs> like... I'm like, yeah, everybody hates. Yeah, all right, it's Geeksters. Yeah, come on, enjoy the show. Like, I feel like I'm punching in, like yeah. punching in. And then start your day. You're, you're drinking your coffee now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like, yeah, here we are, Geeksters. Yeah, um, I'm your host, Sean, <laughs> and I'm your host, Ed. <laughs> I couldn't pick up that verbal cue very early. Um, and then by like episode two, I'm like, hey, I'm like, oh, like it's like. I had my cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm settling in. I said hey to everybody. Asked what they saw, whatever TV show was popular that day. Like, <laughs> it'd be Monday morning. So, did you watch True Blood? Or did you watch The Strain? Like, yeah, hey, it wasn't that great. Wasn't that awesome? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay, I guess I better go check my mail. See if I got anything. <laughs> and then start working on your day. Yeah. Part two is kind of like, hey, all right, I'm doing my work. Yay. And then by part three, it's like, oh, it's almost five o'clock. Woo! <laughs> It's time for me to go home, most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, welcome. Yes. Um, this week on the show, we started off as always, like what we did this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, basically, I saw Plan- Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. All right. I was supposed to see it last week. I didn't. Saw it this week, and I give my review on it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> there were some jokes in there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I did something. <laughs> um, I also talked about my eyesight. Yeah. You know, about the dangers of getting older. <laughs> I try to watch a couple movies, one successfully, one unsuccessfully. <laughs> you have to find out which ones. <laughs> and then uh, we go to break. So yeah. it's pretty much, I mean, I guess apparently, well, guys, you just wrapped up the whole uh, hour and change in like two minutes. Uh, do I need to? Yes, you need to because you want to laugh. (laughs) You want to be part of the fun. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, you know what? Screw you, we'll see you at the end. Entertaining Geeksters. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your co-host, Erica. That's right. I said it nude. <laughs> it was your friend, Joe. Joe. My friend, Joe. He uh, he gave me some feedback this week on last week's show, and he uh, he said something to the effect of, you guys are so lewd. I love it. <laughs> That's right. So hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So 
How was everybody's week? Oh. Um, see, um, did you push? Push mute that. that. There you go. Yeah, so I can. <laughs> I'm getting the songs We're ready for. We're professional here, people. Where's my professionals? Just getting things ready for a break. Oh, okay. Like, I'm already here, not even a minute in. I'm ready to go break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, welcome to Geeksters. As I said, uh, how was everyone's week? It was good. All right. <laughs> Great. Give me one of those shows. Give me one of those shows. How was it? It was all right. <laughs> Anything? Uh, Ed and I, we do our Thursday thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, since I have, we we go do the Netflix thing. Yeah. Since I'm Netflix, which I'm addicted to. <laughs> we watched um, the People versus George Lucas. Huh. Which, Interesting. Which was a really it's based, um I would say it was probably filmed during uh the Phantom Menace. It was yeah, it was during the, the uh when they were releasing the first uh, part episodes one, two, two or three. three, thank you. I was gonna say the first three. No, no, not the first three. Not the first three. <laughs> um it, I thought it was interesting. It's basically how people kind of felt like Lucas sold out in a way, or became the man, or how crappy. Well, it started off with how like they loved the first three movies, Mm -hmm. and how there was this huge love affair with that, and how people were inspired by it to create fan films, basically, to uh, on on his art. How inspired by that, and of course, when they re-released them in the '90s, of the you know the special effects were Mm -hmm. changed and all that kind of stuff. How people hated that, and they were just mm-hmm. you know just nagging on about how horrible that was. Well, it was a couple things they, they hated. I mean, yeah. obviously, the first thing was um, the addition of the Han Jabba scene. Yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. seem to like that because one, it was already on the cutting room floor, you know, and to in and in comparison with Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. to make um, a sight gag mm-hmm. out of Jabba the Hutt seemed a little kind of silly. Yeah. Then, of course, was the ultimate slap in the face, the Han didn't shoot first part, mm-hmm. which everyone was up, you know, it was it was funny listening to how people reacted to that. Yeah. Um, then, it was like a three three parts? Yeah. The first part was about how, you know, how old they were, like, the, the impact that Star Wars had, not mm-hmm. only in their lives, but in culture, in the culture. Okay. Then the second one was when they kind of started, when they, when Lucas did the special editions where he went... Hey, you know what? All these movies that you loved for so long, you know what? They technically weren't really done, so I'm going to take them back, polish them up, and mm-hmm. put them back out into the world. And at the time, everyone's like, yeah. But as you're sitting in the theaters, you're going, wait a sec. Like, you you didn't tell me you were going to add that. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't say, like, wait, how, how, didn't you? What? How can how could Greedo miss from two feet away? Yeah. yeah. You know, those kind of arguments. And then uh, the third part was bringing the new trilogy in and how... They felt like, you know, a lot of people who George Lucas raped my childhood kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And they even went so far to show the clips from South Park where they did Indiana Jones, in the, the fourth Indiana Jones movie, where they show, they intercut the clip where um, it's Spielberg and Lucas doing a accused type in action on uh, Harrison Ford, or uh, actually Indiana Jones, yeah. on top of a pinball machine, which I always thought was just really funny. I was like, wow, to use that reference is so good, because yeah. a lot of people probably would not even know that that, that scene itself. Right. So, uh, and then, you know, curi- I, I was curious, and I was like, I wonder if now since he, like, because there was one line, and I laughed at hysterically, was somebody made the comment that you'll probably, because they talked about the releasing the original trilogy, mm-hmm. In the original format on DVD, and somebody said 
you have to George Lucas you'll probably have to pry that out of George Lucas's cold dead hands yeah and we were laughing at Star Trek Be- because this is way well before him selling it to Disney oh okay so I was like well I wonder if you're going to do it too and Ed did say that they are doing it people versus George Lucas, Lucas too which okay. they're going to talk about him selling the rights to Disney and how that was going to impact everything and I, I wonder if the reason why we haven't seen it is we're probably going to wait till after episode 7 comes out yeah mm. like to kind of do the comparison of like Okay, he sold the business. Mm-hmm. Here's what epi- here's the first movie, episode seven. Right. How are people reacting to that? Like, is that yeah. is that going to be like a throwback to? Yeah, it makes sense to hold off for a little <laughs> bit so that way it's not sure. So it's the... not one of those like, oh hey, all this is going on, and then you know, right. five years from now, everybody's sitting there going, and what happened? Yeah, like it, it definitely. I think you would it'd be prudent of them to wait till episode seven's released to have a ending to that documentary. Yeah. Um, also, what else did we watch? We watched a Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, okay. He never saw it, and I love it. So I was like, let's watch that. I haven't seen it. My sister left it on DVD at my house. I just It's one of those things I haven't gotten around to watching yet. It's very funny. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I laughed. It was good. It's, it's worth seeing. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. And then next week... It, I gave it a chuckle. I, going through, perusing through Netflix's like titles and stuff, I came across <laughs> one that I know we're definitely going to have to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Bronies. Oh, my God. It's a documentary on bronies. For those people who don't know, it's men who are into My Little Pony. I told you I dated a guy who's a brony. Yes. Yeah. Well, 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 I went on one date. We will reenact that date next week then. <laughs> or at least you'll tell the story about that <laughs> yeah. guy. I'll bring the Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I mean, you know, again, it's Brody's, but all right. <laughs> and then uh, I also, I went to the eye doctor this week. Yeah. My eyes were bothering me. So I got new lenses so I could see, so, sort of. But I am at the age now where the doc was like, um, I think it might be time for bifocals. And I'm like, no! <laughs> I was like, No! And here's the funny, like, I, very rarely do I get to be a, well, I try to hold back on my smart-ass comments to most people if I don't know them. But part of my, one of the issues I was having with my eyes was I'm a video gamer. Mm-hmm. So when I play video games for a while, my eyes will get dried out and they'll tear. Yeah. You know, so I mentioned this to the doc. And she was like, well, like I tell the kids, you know, you should really play for 15 minutes and take like a two-hour break. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, she's like, you're a middle-aged man, why are you playing video games, you tool, kind of thing. <laughs> so, I, I, in, in a, the, I could probably say the most deadpan answer I could give her was, you obviously never played video games. <laughs> <laughs> and the nurse who was also in there with the dog, she kind of chuckled because I was just like, um, yeah. <laughs> come on, like, like, you're lucky if I'm there Two hours, and then I take a break. Yeah. Don't tell me that and for 15 minutes to kind of rub my eyes, grab a couple smokes, and I'm back in going, kill! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean... It was Last just... week, you wore the same t-shirt for five days. That's right. I still have my beard. <laughs> <laughs> the cops were called to check on the report of a dead body. So, I mean, I, I was like, you know, like, all right. So, she said, you know, my eyes are good enough that I can now lift up my glasses to actually read. So you'll see me do like the old man. I get, like I could not like the idea of having bifocals. And I know, well, you know, they're transitional. They don't have that stupid line. I'm like, you know, you don't understand to train my eyes to kind of start looking down to read. Yeah. Because I'm always like, a, you know, right in front yeah. of me. And, you know, I was like, no. And also, <laughs> I don't want to embrace. I mean, 
I know I'm getting older. I have aches and pains. But I, the idea of, of bifocals, all of a sudden I just have images of Ben Franklin. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> me sitting there with horn rimmed glasses, looking at a half glasses, going, Yes, I don't need my stories today. You know, like. I actually had bifocals in my early 20s. I, you know. And I, like, I got the lineless ones because I was like, I am 20 fucking four years old. I am not walking around with bifocals on. Not obvious ones. Anyway. Right. I, I just. Uh... Well, it turned out I didn't even need them. Mm. Apparently, I have I have what's called a convergence disorder. So, like, when the problem I was having is when I was reading, I'm kind of the same as you, where I, you know, it's up here. But the problem was, is I was I was doing this, like, to yes. you know, moving my hands back and forth course, to figure right. out and where that, it was. Yeah. What I found out is when things are up close, my eyes don't come together correctly. Right. So, like, this eye's weaker that my left eye is weaker than my right eye. So they were like, yeah, you just have to do what's called pencil push-ups. And I'm like, what? What the hell is that? I'm supposed to sit with a pencil or a pen or something and go like, you know, uh, just move it back and forth. Oh, close to your nose so your yeah. eyes kind of almost cross. And... Yeah, to, to, to train my left eye to be as strong as my right eye in coming together. And I was like, yeah. I, I, well, that, that was like eight years ago. I've done about 10 pencil push-ups in those eight years. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually... The doctor sounds like a lazy fat guy. Yeah. Yeah, I only did like 10 my whole life. I got lazy fat eyes. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got lucky because my eyes are still good without my glasses if it's mm-hmm. close. Yeah. So okay. she's like, you can just lift up your glasses you know, to actually read. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. good because I do most of my reading in bed. Like. Yeah. So I don't only wear my glasses in bed or her and going, yes, I just read my books. What Harlequin romance has this week? <laughs> you know, I was like, fuck that. You know, I rather. So now you'll see me like if I'm walking on my phone, I'll lift my glasses off the top of my head and kind of do the old like. Well, you do that you, when you do that with with with, uh, with your Google phone. He'll he'll write up to a phone. He'll he'll speak into it. You know, whatever it is, and yeah. then. He'll push it to a certain point and raise his glasses to read it. Yeah. <laughs> like automatic. Yeah. it's Because well, I've been doing it before for a while now because yeah. my eyes haven't given me a pro- problem. I also didn't realize how much, how drastically my eyes changed since the last time I had my appointment. Now, don't be wrong, it's been like two years since I've had my last eye exam, which I would highly recommend go every year. Yeah. You know, obviously that's what they tell you. But I'm like, eh, my eyesight's fine. Fuck no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really weird because she was like... Well, okay, your right eye got a little worse, but your left eye got a little better. And I'm like... So it averages out. I'm like, yeah, so so why, why is my prescription changing? Like, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like it kind of evens out, Doc. <laughs> it sounds like a, you know, even Stevens kind of deal in my book. So she was just like, no, so here's, you know, here's your prescription. I got my glasses done and, you know, I kept the frames because I really like my frames. So, yeah, it's just like, so now, now I can see they're not scratched up, they're not smudgy. And I'm like, yeah, things are looking bright and shiny and clear. Weird. Maybe I won't be so surly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I think and I need more restrictions. Maybe I'm going to grow wings <clears throat> out of my ass and start flying. And then, uh, also, since I was, well, since we're, I'm sharing, also this week, I, um, I've been having problems with, I guess, acid reflux. Mm-hmm. So I went to a doctor and they did the old, you know, shove some, the camera down my throat thing yeah. to kind of take a look around. Huh. And uh, I'll know the re- I'll know the um, results next week. Yeah, because like Wednesday, because I actually have to go in for another test where it's going to be a little more. 
um, evasive, <laughs> you might say. What's, what you, what's going on? It, well, it, let's put it this way. Um, the test I He's took. getting a prostate exam. Colonoscopy. <laughs> Close enough. I mean, this week <laughs> we couldn't see anything from this end. We're going to try for the back. We're going to shove something up your ass. Don't worry, it's not the same point. <laughs> That's why we always do that one second. <laughs> We're going to do an upper GI and a colonoscopy. We're going to meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Look, I can see the two cameras looking at each other. Hey. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I'm like, all right, but the problem is, I, like, I kind of handled the the the. I always forget the upper GI test called what the endoscopy. Test. Thank you. I handled that pretty well, and it was I was in and I was like a real quick. It kind of went down, went okay, pulled back up, and then I'll know the results because the doc took I guess a little, a little piece for biopsy, mm-hmm. which I never like. I feel fine. Like, hey, how much did you take, doc? <laughs> Couldn't you shaved off like twenty, thirty pounds while you were in? I mean, I was kind of half asleep anyway, you know. But the thing is, I had to have that little like. Uh, you know, little bit that keeps my mouth open. Yeah. So it was definitely, I felt like I was, what do you call it, a sex doll. Because it was just... Was the room dark? No. Were there chains hanging off the walls at all? No, but the guy did... Was there, was there a gimp were, in the corner? You were fading out, you just don't remember? <laughs> Why does my mouth hurt? Why does my ass hurt? I thought that's next week, Doc. Before you went out, did you hear anything about a Chinese finger trap? No, but they did play some romantic music. <laughs> at the end, the doctor threw 10 bucks at him and said, go get a cab. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Here's my favorite cab. Can I get a shower? No, get the fuck out. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, the, you know, next week is the up the poop shoot. And, but the, it's the setup Have part. Have fun with the laxative. That's the problem I'm worried about. It's like uh, all day Tuesday, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be Prasada non grata. <laughs> I'm just gonna be kind of sitting Where's there. Where's Sean in the toilet? Yeah, I'm like that. You need to buy like you know. When next time we go out shopping for food, get a whole bunch of toilet TP. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just set my laptop up in front of me and get my iPad with Netflix going. And I'll just sit there all day and take like a break every 20 minutes so I don't get that deer leg kind of thing, like that that deer walk. Like a baby deer, if you sit on too long, my yeah. legs get numb, and you try walking, you're kind of like, <laughs> like a baby fawn just being born, that wobbly leg. <laughs> so, yeah, so that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, you sound excited. Yeah. Oh, joy. Uh-huh, you're old. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Screw you, all. you're going to have to do it sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Look at me. No, I get, I get it in the other hole once a year, thanks. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, consider me the uh, Neil Armstrong of Geeksters. <laughs> <laughs> Since it is the 45th anniversary okay. of, the, of walking on the moon. The last yes. time we were on the moon was 45 years ago. Yes. So, just so you know. Happy birthday, moon. He's like, no, you know whatever calls, no one ever writes. No one ever comes to visit. I'm all alone up here. Me and my cheese. <laughs> I brought extra cheese for everybody. No, no one's coming back. Cheese. Is it the kind of cheese? Was it something I said? <laughs> you want coffee with that? I mean, have a tea. <laughs> no, come back. I promise I'll be good. <laughs>
Well, I had a hankering for Star Wars, so uh, I watched Return of the Jedi because for some reason, out of all the movies, that's the one I wanted to see. You had a hankering for uh, Ewoks? That's right. It, well, maybe it was a combination of uh, the George Lucas, people versus George Lucas, mm. but also, uh, didn't we recently see the Mythbusters Star Wars one? Yes. So maybe it's a little all bit of a combination because yeah. one of the tests was when the Ewoks slammed the, the logs into the ATST. Yeah. They wanted to see if that was actually possible. Mm. So and it, it is. It is nice, plausible. They say plausible, right? Yay! So, so, uh, so how was like? When was the last time you saw Return of the Jedi? Wow, uh, probably in the nineties, probably like ninety-seven when really? it was released in the uh, in the uh, IMAX. Oh. So, how did you feel seeing it in twenty fourteen? Uh, you know what? I it's it's one of those type of things now that it's on Blu-ray. Is you can see a lot more, so you kind of can see the fakeness of it. I mean, of course you kind of did. Well, when you were a kid, when you first saw it, you were like, wow, you're blown away. Well, yeah, when you're a kid, you that's older, the best you kind of go, get. oh yeah, I can see where this is, you know, fake and all. But like, uh, Mark Hamill, he looked really old in that mm-hmm. film. They could see every line on his face. Oh. It was like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> um, was it the edition where they added Hayden Christensen at the end? Yes. Yeah, that's true, because we'll never see the other version. No. That kind of sucks though for that actor. Yeah. You know, because it's like you have your scene as Vader and you're on the makeup and the kind of the payoff is at the end where you're, you know, kind of standing there with Yoda and Obi-Wan going, hey, good job, Luke. Yeah. You know, like you're all, you're you're like almost the, you're the second to last shot, really. Yeah. And then, you know, 20 some odd years later, 30 some odd years later, it's, yeah, you know, we're going to just completely take you out of the movie at the very end and we're going to have the mannequin Skywalker standing there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but thankfully he doesn't say anything. <laughs> he just kind of stands there. Gives a long speech at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey, how you doing? What's up?" Gives his commentary on the whole thing. Yeah, that's not how I would have done it. <laughs> I would have just kind of stood there and whined about it. Today, mm. that's what Luke did. Luke finally like son, I'm right? But you know, it technically, uh, Anakin did bring balance to the Force. Yeah. He's the one that brought balance to the force. Whatever. <laughs> so did the uh, did you notice the Han Solo boob grab? No, really? No, no. I missed that part. I must have. Uh... It's what do you call it? It's a scene where Han and Leia are in the um, the Shield Generation Station, mm-hmm. and he's shooting, and the thing gets you know uh, she gets shot in the arm. Yeah, and he grabs her. He kind of grabs her by a boob. Oh right, right. And he yeah, kind of cops yeah, a feel. Yeah. It's like you know, as he's kind of moving. I don't, I don't think it was done intentionally. I think he yeah. was just grabbing her. You know, so won't fall, like, yeah, like the whole "I got you, lady," because I'm in love with you. But in the meantime, honk. <laughs> <laughs> what if he do it now? Well, I mean, it depends on where they are in the, in the trilogy at this point. <laughs> I'm assuming there'll be like the whole Han and Leia married thing. Yeah, but that's I don't know because here's the weird part is that. They said the books weren't going to be part of the canon of the films, mm-hmm. but I would like to think that Han and Leia got married. I mean, I think in a like, you know, happy ending kind of thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna attend. I actually have a movie review. Yeah. So you know, like the whole Life Day thing, because they actually talk about that too in the mm-hmm. documentary as the holiday special. Mm-hmm. 
which was very funny, entertaining. <laughs> um, but if you get a chance, definitely say it because it's really it's it's informative, it's interesting, it's really funny. Yeah. But the whole life day thing is you you. It's funny that you brought that up because later when I do my re- movie review, it actually kind of reminds me of something I saw today. Okay. That life day thing, but you know. Where like the first twenty minutes is nothing but you watching Ewoks talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Wookiees talk with no subtitles. Yeah. So you know, but we'll get to that later. Okay. In fact, you know, why don't we get to the, the... top five movies of the weekend? Yes. All right, here we go. Number five is Transformers: Age of Extinction. It made ten million dollars over the weekend. That's not good. Yeah. No. Because no. it was number one last week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. No, it was number two. Okay. It was number two, it was number yeah. Two, yes. And what was number one last week? A Planet of the Apes, right? Uh, Rise. Dawn yeah. of the Planet of the Apes was number one. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, for it to drop that I mean, you know what? Yeah. People at the recall studio, they don't care. It's like, uh, whatever. We got opening weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they made 227.1 overall, and it's 210 for the budget, so they made their money back. And Yeah, but that's not, I don't think that's anywhere near the amount that they were hoping for, for at least domestic. Yeah. I mean, I think they were it's looking. It's been out at, for four weeks too now. At this point, so it's kind of like it's kind of like now you're going to see it fade away like very quickly. Yeah, because I mean, next week you got Hercules and Sex Tape. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hercules and Lucy. This mm-hmm. week was Sex Tape, um, and then two in two weeks is Guardian of the Galaxy. So yeah. I'll be surprised if uh, Age of Extinction is even in the top ten at this point. Okay. You know, but uh, what was number four? Number four was Sex Tape. It made uh, fifteen million over the weekend. And uh, of course, it's a new re- new weekend release, so that's what it's. Uh, what does it say? Give it a budget. Forty million. May fifteen. Yeah. It might make it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I, I want to see it, but we dad and I chose to go see a movie we we wanted to see last week, but we wanted didn't. So we'll get to that. You know, mm-hmm. everyone probably any faithful listener know show knows. Oh, Oof. it's that. Plus, I also promoted on the show Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. So it only no, has twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes and four point nine out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, I mean it's it's a stupid it's one, comedy. I mean it's one of those movies. It's you know it's a popcorn movie. Yeah. So all right. So uh, what's uh, three? Number three is also a new release. It's Planes Fire and Rescue. It made eighteen million this weekend. Oh, that's right. And it's the, a fifty million dollar budget. The sequel to a movie that's a spinoff of another movie. Yes. Sure. It almost sounds like a Tropic Thunder thing. <laughs> I'm a dude playing a dude who dresses another dude. <laughs> that actually got higher ratings. Uh, 44 on Rotten Tomatoes and 5.7 on IMDb. Wow. That's surprising. It's all huh. the kids reviewing it. It was great! Yeah. Talking planes again. How that got greenlit, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still kind of. I mean, after I saw Planes, I'm kind of like, how did that get greenlit? Like, they, yeah, let's release that in the theater. Well, okay, Planes, I think, was a, a, you know, like, okay, it's, in my opinion, it was more of those, like, you know what, we have a whole world of cars, but we didn't see any other vehicles. Mm-hmm. So we would think that if cars can do this, planes should be able to do it too. Right. So it makes sense on a Disney perspective. You know, it's anything to churn out that, that Pixar cash cow. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't that good. I mean, it was a plane that was afraid of heights, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah. So and It it's... was like the first 10 minutes of the movie, and that kind of went away, and it was a whole other thing when the race started. And, uh... it like, and it was like, it just it kept changing through the movie, like what the point of the movie was. I still don't know what the point uh... of the movie was. It was when I was like, uh, okay, I saw it. I'm kind of not glad I saw it, but <laughs> it's over and I can move on. 
Alright, so uh, what was number two? Number two, The Purge Anarchy is another new release for the weekend and it made $28.3 million over the weekend and had a $9 million budget. So, oh, Well, it's, it's uh, The Purge is one of those... Um, I didn't see the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister did. She said she liked it. You know, it's it, the concept is one time a year for 12 hours the government shuts down and every every law that is on the books is negated so you can do whatever you want for 12 hours and it's supposed to be because they have a zero crime rate during you know the 364 days out of the year Mm -hmm. so for one day out of the year well half a day out of the year for 12 hours people can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. rape kill murder loot whatever the thing is once the dawn breaks that next day it's all done and they you know it becomes crime free yeah this is yet another story in that you know or maybe it's like it's the second year or might i think it might actually be like the first year I, i don't know my sister saw the first one. She said it wasn't bad. But it's, to me, it's not. I'm like, eh, you know, it is what it is kind of thing. So, okay. if, you're, if, you're a fan of that, if you're a fan of the first one, yeah, go see the go see the second one, I guess. Yeah. And what was number one? And holding still at the top spot, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is still number one. $36 million, $36 million it made over the weekend. And uh, 138.9 overall. And it's a $170 million budget. So. It'll easily make its money back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it. What did you think? I loved it. I would say it's probably the best movie I've seen all year. Really? Yeah, I mean, I liked it even... Like, I was a big fan of Captain America too. Mm-hmm. I think this movie was better than that. Wow. wow. I mean, it really... like, And the reason why I said, you know, Brent, the whole like holiday thing is... The first 20 minutes of the movie, you're actually in with the apes okay and it's not like talking like you and i they're doing extra sign language so a lot of it's you know subtitled yeah but it's still i would have been fine if the movie was all that because they were so fascinating and so it looks so good like that's the first thing i say is it looks so good and so believable mm. you know like sooner or later someone's gonna have to get their head out of ass and get andy circus and oscar because the amount of work that he is because everybody who knows him he he's there on studio he acts as the character. It's not like he just stands there in a green suit and kind of talks his lines. He actually acts in right. that suit. And all they're doing is just put a skin over him. It's no no different than... It's a digital latex costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, it's the acting that brings that character to life. And I think that something like that deserves Oscar... It's Oscar-calibrated work. Okay. Because, I mean, he was so engaging. And so every time, like... What I liked about it, he didn't talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but every time he said something, it was very meaningful. It was like he only used it sparingly. The other apes could kind of talk here and there, but most of it was done in sign language. Okay. You know, or their language of sign, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was really good. And, and like you kind of, it definitely left off for another one. Okay. You know, um, like I said, without giving away too much, it was just really good. And you kind of like felt. Once again, like when you want, you see the first one, you know how you feel for Caesar. Mm-hmm. You feel for him even more. And my dad was like, "I don't understand like why that is." I'm like, "Well, number one, it's they're monkeys. You kind of in, innately, I think, in human beings, we kind of enjoy watching. I mean, let's face it, the internet is wrought with kitten photos and animal videos and right. stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that us as human beings, we look at apes and go oh like oh isn't that cute so you, there's that instinctive like you, oh you don't want anything bad to happen to the animals right mm-hmm. you know so when more emotional arcs happen you feel 
you know, you kind of already are imprinted with feeling sympathetic towards any any animal character. Right. So when shit starts going down, you do kind of feel like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you know, and again, I thought it was, it was really good. One problem I had. Okay. And it's, it's, a, it's a real, real, real simple, like it's a, a throwaway bitch. And it's only because I'm a techie that it's stuff that really bothers me is... It, the plot of the movie basically is is that um, it's ten years after the end of the first movie. Mm. Um, apes kind of live on their own. A ma- majority of the human population has been wiped out from the simian flu. That's what they're calling it, the simian okay. flu, because it was designed from a you know for everybody who saw the first one, designed from you know test on apes for Alzheimer's medication. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but there's people who are naturally immune to the simian flu. So there's, the population is really really small of humans. Mm-hmm. And they kind of live outside of the, you know, like, according to the lore of the movie, the apes didn't see humans for two years. So they're not sure if they're even around anymore. Okay. And of course, you know, they do happen to find out that humans are still around. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they find out is because the small pocket of people, they're running out of fuel and there's a dam that they wanted to get to. To, you know, and they have to go through the... I guess the land that the apes own, you know, mm-hmm. like all that sun, that's, you know, San Francisco mm-hmm. woods. Right. So <clears throat> that's kind of the reason why the humans are there, you know, like as they kind of stumbled across upon them. So, you know, like that's kind of like the plot, but the point I'm, I'm trying to get is that the humans do get the electricity on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, there's a scene with Gary Oldman, who's kind of like the self, not self-appointed, but the people kind of elected him as leader of that little band of people. Right. He's standing, looking at the people cheering and dancing, and all of a sudden you hear that, bloop, like his iPod, his iPad just happens to go on. Mm-hmm. And that annoys me so much. It's the idea that all of a sudden, like, oh, the power comes on, the computer just happens to be on. Right. Like, there's no, like... Like people who own computers you go, if you have your computer, if the power goes off into your house mm-hmm. and then it goes on and your computer's running at the time, you have to turn your computer back on. on. Right. Yeah. And then go through a chat to make sure that it was, you know, because it wasn't Not was sh- damaged. Because Nothing was damaged. Of- right. So you figure the power's been out for God knows how long. So let's say a year. All of a sudden now the power goes back on, your computer's working. And then not only that, but that the iPod, the, the iPad, is linked to your computer and that doesn't need like all, all of a sudden the computer knows like oh by the way your iPad's attached let me turn that on too yeah. right like no it doesn't work that way yeah like when you plug it in and turn it on yes but you still have to if it's naturally like I could turn my computer off and then back on and my iPad's atta- it's attached to it mm-hmm. it's for charging it doesn't let me know that it's attached there's not that yeah. noise yeah so no, that always annoys me in any movie where it's like, oh, the power's back on. My computer just happens now to be running. Right. Like when we saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. How many times that computer was shut off and turned back on. And not only was it all, like, not only was it still supposedly doing what it was doing, but for 10 years, the information that was un- uploaded. Finishes. Finishes. Yeah. yeah. Not only finishes, but then it uploads 10 years later when Pete turns on the computer. Yeah. It's like no. He didn't even turn on the computer. Right. He just it just automatically went off. Yeah. You know. Well, let's see. Let's see. I would, I would kind of buy that one because it was a big giant power thing. Well, no. See, yeah, you still have to push the button. Button, right? 
Yeah. I mean, like, for some reason, there was a cloud that knew and know of that the, oh, it was all, like, just waiting there for him to turn a computer on. <laughs> Way before the cloud even existed. That's it, right. And the only thing I did like, like, and again, it's a real small thing that I kind of thought, you know what? I'm kind of glad they did that. Just, and it, most of the time, if you watch an action movie, somebody picks up a gun and automatically starts shooting it. Right. Technically, there's a problem with that every time because supposedly the gun should have the safety on. Yeah. Like, how many times did you see that old trick that, you know, oh, well, you know, if I was smart enough, I would have tur- put the safety off and the guy always looks and that's when the mm-hmm. guy punches him. Yeah. You know, like that. There's a scene in the movie where the guy, the lead character, who's also in Zero Dark, Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. which I think is the reason why I think he kind of had enough training to kind of do this, he actually grabbed the machine gun and turned the safety off. Ah. Like, you saw it and you heard the click, and I was like, that's a little, that's a, I mean... Most people wouldn't even think about it, right? But because yeah. I'm, I'm so like I'm one of those people who notice like a mistake in a movie yeah. as I see the movie happening for the first time. It to me it was like a nice little touch going. You know what? Someone finally remembered to turn the safety off. Like yeah. nice. it wasn't just the guns laying there. I pick it up and I hold it on everybody. It was picks it up, turn the safety off, and you know then points at everybody. I'm like, nice. Right. But I think that that might have been because he did Zero Dark Thirty. So I think that he instinctively, like, because you have so much training for those kind of movies, that I think that when he grabs a gun, I think it was almost instinctive to turn the safety off. Yeah. You know, they they put thought into that in the movie. Well, like I said, I think that might have been more of an acting choice. Okay. Like, I think that him as an actor having so much training as a soldier for the Zero Dark Thirty, I think that it became second nature for him when he grabs a gun to check the safety and see if it's off or and put it on if he plans on firing it. Right. Because I'm, like... When I was watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff from A-Team, mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper got really good at the guns that he was handling because he, right. he trained and he practiced. And, you know, like, there was like a whole like cut scene that he was upset that was on there because he was able to pop clips out and put them back in at the like the fastest he ever. Nice. He was like, I kind of sucked that it was cut. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely love this movie. I thought it was great. It was very, um, there's something very Shakespearean about it. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, Caesar isn't, he's, he's, I mean, he's a leader of his people, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's also kind of re- a reluctant hero. He's a reluctant leader. Like, he doesn't really want this responsibility. And most of the time, he feels bad for humanity. He wants, like, look, all we want to do is left alone. Like, leave us alone and we'll leave you alone, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the end, you feel bad for him again because he's in a position that he doesn't want to be in. And he knows that there's nothing he can do about it except move forward with what eventually be, I want to say, Battle for Planet of the Apes. <laughs> because it definitely led off, again, like I said, for a sequel, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it just, it was like, uh, he felt bad for him. Like, yeah. fuck, all this guy wants to be left alone with his family and this and the rest of his people. Mm. And leave him alone. But no, humanity's going to come along and fuck it up. Kind of. Like we didn't, I gotta be, uh, you know, I'm not want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but right. it definitely, you, you do feel like he's stuck in between a rock and a hard place, mm-hmm. and you're just like, fuck, all this guy, just leave him alone. <laughs> like he doesn't let him be. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, and you can what what the magic of, and I mean, I understand that you know he's an actor and he's got the whole like virtual skin on him, right? But the empathy, the, the emotional weight of the decisions that's being laid upon him looks like it weighs a ton on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You actually feel when you see him looking in his eyes, you can see the 
the responsibility of something he doesn't really want to do and he feels bad that he has to go do these things and it, it, like dad and I walked out and we're like why like my dad's like why isn't this guy getting an Oscar like I'm like he'll never get an Oscar until the Academy starts recognizing that what he's doing is acting mm-hmm. and it's not a visual effect right I mean the visual effect is there by putting that ape skin on yeah. him but the acting is still there. I mean, it, you, it's a living, breathing character. It's not like Jar Jar Binks, where it's all computer animated, except mm. for the guy in the funny hat. Right. You actually, like I said, you feel like, 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 like he's like a real ape, okay. you know, monkey. I mean, I know that sounds weird saying, but I mean, you can totally buy his character and you can feel the empathy and the emotion that he has about everything that he does, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, I think for him, unfortunately with him, it's just like, unless there's more roles like those kind of caliber movies that he gets to do, like, I mean, besides, I mean, you know, because he's going to do, probably do another, like I said, another Planet Apes movie is yeah. probably going to come out. But I'm sure there's going to be another set of series of movies well, that he's going to be involved in that he's going to do that same well, type of... Uh, well, remember, he's already in that cast shot. He's in Star Trek, I mean, Star Wars 7. Yeah. So, but is he going to be an actor or is he just going to be a motion capture guy? I mean, obviously he's in a table read, so he's going to have a, a somewhat predominant role. Right. You know, as a character. I mean, Anthony Daniels was there too. And, I'm, you know, I'm, at this point now, I mean, do you really need him in the suit? You know, the suit. No, I, I think he's going to be doing like a voice right, like a thing that's saying, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I see it. But I still think that the acting, like, I'm going to say Anthony Daniels comes from the. Look, I am a robot. You know, he moves very robotic. Yeah. Andy kind of really puts himself into every role. Okay, granted, it was Gollum, King Kong, now Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the video games that he's been in and some other the other motion capture work that he's done. But still, I, I just feel like there should be... I'm not necessarily like an, an, a nomination for best actor is Andy Serkis in as Caesar for... Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Right. But I do think that he deserves some sort of acknowledgement from the people of the media that he works in. Like a, a like, uh, I don't want to say a Lifetime Achievement Award, because that's... You that's, have that's, to... that's what I was going to get at, is the fact mm-hmm. is that probably if they don't ever recognize him between now and the time he's... Because he's got to be when he's old. That's the other thing, too. Because somebody's got to look back on his work and go, you know who did a great <clears> job <throat> in a lot of these movies, and he was mm-hmm. like a main... He, I'm going to say he's a, he's a maverick in motion capture photography. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been other people that do it. I mean, we you know, we see Beowulf. Everybody had that motion kind of capture thing. Mm-hmm. But he is, you know, he's there on set. You know, it's like Beowulf was all in a big room. And, and Sin City, same way, yeah. all in a big room with, you know, green walls and stuff. Yeah. And all that stuff's done in post. But he's actually there physically looking at you and physically doing the character mm-hmm. in front of you. He's, He's truly acting. He's emoting. Yeah, and and other actors really do appreciate that. And I've seen it. Everybody who's ever acted with him say, I love working with him because he gives 100%, even though you'll never see his face on camera. You'll see it's his voice, it's his mannerisms, but every take he does, he puts 110% in every shot. Because it's... And it makes my job easier because... Mm -hmm. I have something to work off. You need that other person. Yeah. Like you, know, you mentioned, you saw Cool World. Yeah. And Brad Pitt looked a little off from what yeah. was going on around him. Well, a lot him. of the actors, but Brad Pitt was the main one because he was in a lot of the scenes. And to watch him act with cartoons, 
it, you just could tell it was like they must have told him like this is what's going to be said and then they went back no you know what that line doesn't make sense we're going to rewrite the line mm. because the conversation had wasn't like one-on-one kind of conversation yeah. it was like the the cartoon was saying something and then he was saying something and it didn't really line up like there was a guy sure. off camera going oh so and so what was his name again <laughs> I forget now. I fell asleep through it twice. Uh, I try to watch it. Uh, okay, so imagine this. I'm off cam and I'm holding the script. Brad Pitt, please save me. Yeah. You know, it's just somebody reading and Brad's acting to that. That, right. You know, so... And he's trying to show some kind Detective of emotion. Detective Frank Harris. Detective Frank Harris. Like, yeah. Detective Frank Harris, please come save me. Yeah. And, and then he does his thing. thing, right. Yeah. You know, where it... In Planet of the Apes, it's it's Andy and the actor right next to each other talking, you yeah. know, and Andy Circus is, is actually doing the job of acting. He just never will really see him physically because he's behind the virtual skin. Right. You know, but I, I think eventually, I, I, eventually he's going to have somebody, I think, you know, because the Academy is predominantly old white men, I think yeah. that maybe like the people who are from this generation or next you know, or, or, the, the, one, or, the, or the one, or the one previous. I think like anybody who was a fan of the '80s, you know, a kid in the '80s, mm-hmm. I think kind of recognized that this guy deserves something for the leaps and bounds that the technology has been able to put him into movies seamlessly right. as anything. I mean, like I said, he was King Kong for God's sakes. You know, they put him towering. Yeah, as and you still, I mean, everyone knows the story of King Kong, but he still was able to make it believable. Right. You know, he made you feel, you know, empathetic for the character. Yes. Oh, empathy, big word. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I definitely, it's right up there. Go, go see Dawn of the Planet. Right. It's really good. It's very engaging. Very, not not super action-packed. I would say that the action drives the story. Mm-hmm. And then when it drives the story, you kind of like, you, you are in a movie. It's what a movie should be. It's a popcorn ride. You know, you, you feel for the characters, you enjoy it, there's ups and downs, you know, and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. Ah, oh, fuck, this happened. Shit. Right. Like, you know, and there's like, so, and we didn't see it in 3D, and I'm glad because there was nothing in it worth seeing in 3D. Okay. It wasn't like, there was no like, ooh, look, here's this. I mean, the only thing, there's two establishing shots that probably would look good in 3D. It's the one where the the apes are riding on horseback out of the smoke firing machine guns. Right. That looked badass. Two-dimension? Three-dimensional probably looked pretty badass. Right. But then there's also, like, um, another scene, too, where um, there's big fire, wall fire and the one ape on horseback comes jumping through the fire shooting his machine gun. You know, I'm like, all right. And oh, by the way, too, what I liked also like about the movies, no aim. Like, it wasn't like the monkeys where the apes were kind of standing there sighting up the gun, the right. machine gun to shoot. They were just pulling the trigger. Right. You know, and if they hit somebody, yay on us. We got somebody. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I kind of thought. I was like, all right, because they, they were very, I'm going to say it this way. They had the aiming ability of a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but it was, but you. It wasn't like they were, like, automatically hacked because they, were, they have these human uh, intelligence now. That they could actually right like, because they didn't know aim the gun and fire it and know how to use it properly. In that movie, I would say it was probably the first time that majority of them held a gun. Okay. Let alone know like they know something happens from it, mm-hmm. and they probably were hunted at one point in time, so they know what a gun looks like. 
but I don't know if they got the mechanics behind it. Like, it didn't look like they they weren't changing clips. They weren't sighting down things. Like, it was just basically point and shoot and hope you hit something. Right. Like, yeah. wave your hand left and right. Woo! You know? And then, oh, look, I hit somebody. You know? <laughs> That's what Sean does at the firing range. It's <laughs> a target. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I hope my gun. Sir, <laughs> sir, I'm trying to have a play of the apes. I make sure I blend in when it happens because you know it will. <laughs> also, too, not a single ounce of poo thrown. <laughs> when you started talking, about it, I was going to ask that question. Like, did they anybody throw poo? No, no one threw poo. Oh, no man. poo thrown. I don't know now. <laughs> There was one. Um, they wanted to keep it classy. And you know what I was like, too, is they brought back the other apes from the first movie, too. Oh, really? Like, Caesar did have the other apes that he freed from the the, the, pin, the, the, the sanctuary he was in. Yeah. Uh, including the one that from the lab that was all beat up. Yeah. Um, Mosa, I think his name is. Yeah, Mosa. He kind of plays a bigger role in this because it's, you know, Caesar wants to trust humanity. You know, like, he's like... They're just here to work. And then Mosa kind of looks at him and all the scars on his face. He goes, human work, human work, human work. Like pointing at all his scars from being in captivity, being tested on all those years. So he comes from a, of like all he learned was how, like any Caesar says it himself, all all Mosa knows is how to hate humans because that's how he was brought in. You know, that's how he was exposed to it. Me, on the other hand, I mean, I had, you know, James Franco. Right. You know, I was hanging out with him. We were learning stuff. We were playing chess and shit. You know, so I mean, it, it definitely there's a, a definite kind of that's where I said the more the Shakespearean stuff comes in mm-hmm. because Moses got a, a like a bigger plan in store, kind of like not a plan in store, but he comes from definitely one side of camp while Caesar comes from another side of camp. Right, and it, there's like a tension there, believe it or not, and it's believable. And a, and most of the time, that tension isn't done with voice; it's done with sign language. So you're reading some of the stuff. And when they do talk, it's, it's very, very distinct and very, it's to get a point across. Right. Especially that's like, every time Caesar yelled something, like, no! He's like, I got, I got, I got chills. You know? Because <laughs> he's so good at just doing that. Yeah. And it's like, oh. And it ends, it, like, I thought, I honestly thought they were going to do, uh, remember when we saw um, The Hobbit, um, The Desolation of Smaug, yeah. how it ended with that what have we done? Yeah. You know, and then it just ends. I thought they were going to pull something like that or do more like a, something happens in the movie, you know, where it kind of like, it, it, it could have cut the movie sooner and left it off with like a, now we got to go kick some ass boys <laughs> and then boom, leave it there. Like, But it didn't, it did finish out that story, but it did kind of end with like a, oh, shit's about to happen. Okay. You got to wait for next time. You know, but it, you didn't feel like you were missing anything. You were like, when we walked out, I was eager for the next one. Mm. Right. Like, it was definitely like a, oh, I, need to, I, I, I want the third one. Because I know it's going to have to be Battle for Planet of the Apes, the way it, the way it ended. Because it was really good. I mean, I wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, oh my God, I can't believe it ended like that. It was more like a, oh, shit's going to go down. Like, kind of, <laughs> yeah. like, it's going to be good. Nice. So, I mean, uh, that definitely, you know, up there is, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Because it's really good. Don't have to see it in 3D because there's nothing there for the 3D element to be fulfilled for. Okay. You know, not even like the scoping things looked good, especially when you get to the the ape camp. I don't mm. want to say monkey, but ape camp. 
Um, but it wasn't really anything like it's sticks and trees and bushes. And I, I don't think I would have been enthralled in, if it was in 3D. I'd be like, hey, look, it looks like dirt. Dirt in 3D. Yeah, give me my popcorn. Ooh, look at that tree. It's in 3D. You know, <laughs> and a couple of the shots too, like there, you know, like some of the established, like, there's like a big scene where someone jumps in the air and goes, Aah! you know, and like a big fight scene. Yeah. Even that really wasn't done at leaping at the screen. It was kind of like leaping off, like off to the side. So there wasn't even the idea of, oh my God, a monkey might land on my lap and stab me with a spear. Oh my God. <laughs> ah, ah. Hey, Lois. <laughs> you got the monkeys. <laughs> Then you say with the sign language, did anybody flip the bird? No. Oh. No, but there was this one cute part, though. Um, Mosa is kind of, since he's so anti-human, mm-hmm. he infiltrates the human camp as they're, you know, testing guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the two guys are like, what are, you know, like, like getting all kind of like, you need to get out of here. And he does what every fucking chimp does. The whole, like, he, like, and basically shucks and jives yeah. for the humans. Like, mm-hmm. oh look, I'll be all cute and lovable, <laughs> and like and like kind of playing with them. Right. And I'm just going, this guy will fucking kill you. Get go, like, like, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, like goof, like again, shucking and jiving for him. Yeah. And then eventually they tell him, you know, get out, get out. And he, he's able to go away. But and the mo- it's it's funny because he's kind of done the, like the monkey shuffle kind of thing yeah. as he's walking by. But the moment he gets out of eyesight, he stops and stands right back up, like as like 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 huh. rigid. And I'm like, oh, he's fucking gonna kill everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just gonna be a matter of time before you hear somebody on the phone going, "Hey, he's ripping my face off!" Ah! You know, because <laughs> I mean, we've all heard those stories about like someone who owns a pet monkey and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so cute. And next thing you know, so they rip your face yeah, it's off. chomping off fingers or ripping off your fingers and ripping off your face and chewing an ear off. My like, boob. You, yeah. Like, it's, you know, what's going to happen sooner or later. Right. Right. Because I did see I did see a scene on television where it was like that, where you're shucking and jiving and they thought it was cute. And, and, he, and he co- he's holding the gun. Yeah. Yeah. They had that. That was the second time he goes back. Because the first time was more like kind of like recon because he doesn't trust the humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because Caesar's helping the humans and Mosa doesn't like that because he thinks we're going to get fucked over. Yeah. And because they don't know the whole story, the guys are testing the weapons because unless unless the guy who's the lead guy is can find a way to peacefully do what he needs to do with Caesar, mm-hmm. they said, oh, they're apes. We can go in and wipe them all out kind of thing. Right. So they're testing the weapons to make sure that they're all clean because they're, it's, it's like an army base not too far from where they're at. And that's where Mosa comes across and the first time he's shucking and jiving to get away to be able to go tell Caesar, dude, these guys are going to fuck you over. Yeah. Like, that's what humans do kind of right. thing. But then the second time when he goes back, he kind of does the whole shucking and jiving thing and he's got like a bottle of Jim Bean. He's like, you know, and he's goofing around. That's where he kind of grabs the gun and everyone's like, oh, oh. he's like, ha, ha, ha. And then just shoots one dead. And I'm like, and he goes from like goofy to killer in like that. Yeah. Wow. It was so good. I was just like, I, I almost felt like standing up going, I told you he was going to fuck with you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not, it's not given, it's no big deep dark secret, but right. it was just like, yeah. oh, I told you, you dummies. <laughs> you should have shot the only walked in there. The damn dirty apes. <laughs> and I do think. Well, you saw the first one, the original. Yeah. Have you seen it enough times to, if I 
call out something, you kind of go, that sounds familiar? Yeah. Okay. Didn't they call... Um, what's his face? Um, holy mackerel. The actor in the original. Charlton Heston. Charlton Yeah, I don't know why. Just, he had blue eyes. And they didn't call him blue eyes? Yeah. Well, Caesar's son has blue eyes. And one of the characters called him blue eyes. Oh, really? Like, to me, I was like... Hey, that's a little nod to the first one. one. Yeah. Hey. And I think it went over a lot of people's heads because I think most people don't go back or know of the... Well, they know of the originals. <coughs> but I think it's hard to go back to that movie mm-hmm. because it is a rubber mask. Right. Even though it's really, really good. It's just I think a lot of people can't go back, especially if they've never seen them before. Mm-hmm. Like, if, the, if your first introduction was... Rise of the Planet of the Apes with James Franco to go back and watch the Charlton Heston's version that you're going, come on, this is stupid. You know? <laughs> like, well, okay, maybe back then, but if back then, you wouldn't have this one. Right. Yeah. You know, for lack of a better term. That was kind of mm-hmm. edge back then. Yeah, and especially, I mean, the people that were involved in it, like Rod Serling, the creator of Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. wrote that story. Yeah. So if if he wasn't, if that, if he wasn't around, this Planet of the Apes would not have existed without Rod Serling. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like this, like, nice symbiotic kind of thing. Like, know your roots, fuckers. You know? Yeah. Well, they did that with the Mark Wahlberg version of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, well, they actually had Charlton Heston in it. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. he plays a monkey, though. Yeah, he plays with the ultimate, and I already got how Tim Burton honors the guy. Yeah, we're going to put you in monkey makeup this time. See how you like it, you old fuck? <laughs> Back then, in the 60s, when you're all young and buff and handsome, now you're old, we're going to fucking monkey you up. We're going to put... Prosthetics on, yeah. Well, he's like you, damn dirty humans. Is yeah, what I'm saying. damn dirty humans. <laughs> he played um, Richard's uh, the daughter, the father of, um, yeah, his wife. Yeah, who's in every Tom Cruise. I mean, uh, Johnny Depp that movie. Helena <laughs> Bottom. Yeah, she's yeah. in that. That's uh, right. Yeah, she plays Tim Roth, not Tim Roth's girlfriend, but uh, somebody's wife, or I don't yeah. know, Caesar's wife. I forget who played. Who forgot who played Caesar? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you damn dirty humans! Ah, and we also got to see um, a preview for Exodus, the uh, Ridley Scott Moses movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, leaned over, like it's Moses, <laughs> Moses. And it's still, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna see that movie because I, it's Christian Bale. Yeah. So and he plays Moses, which. <laughs> Is rife with Batman jokes. <laughs> I will lead these people out to Kate Israel. You will free the slaves. What? God has given me these 15. These 10. <laughs> 10 commandments. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in shape of a bat symbol. <laughs> I am the knight. Bats scare me. We're in the desert. No bats. Just don't frighten me. Oi! <laughs> That's how I'm Jewish. Oi! That's horrible. Like, Moses, you're not, I'm not going to free the slaves. Oh, good for you! <laughs> I don't come to your work and go, la di da di da di da We're through, mate. We're through professionally. <laughs> wow. That's the kind of Moses I want to see. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I didn't see that go. <laughs> <It was good. laughs> 
I mean, the guy with the uh, playing Ramsey <laughs> looks pretty good, but he'll never be your Brenner. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Moses. Moses and Hebrew, I think they can get away. You know? It's like, come on! It's fucking your Brenner! And Charlton Aston! Come on! You want to do, you know, fuck Ridley? Okay, I like Ridley Scott. Love all his movies. I'm a yeah. big fan of him. I want to see an alien pop up. <laughs> like, as a hieroglyphic <laughs> on, like, one of the pyramids. Just an alien head. And be like, oh, look at that. Where'd he go, Ridley? <laughs> like, give us something for the geeks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it comes down, I think, September. Okay. Which, you know what? I mean, it's kind of weird. I'm like, why don't you fucking save it for Easter next year? Yeah. I mean, we'll Passover. Right. Yeah, let's be yeah. honest. It's going to be a Passover story. <laughs> but that's, you know, kind of like right before Easter or right after, depending on the Jewish New Year. Right. But I'm just saying, it's like, save it. No, I guess, you know, nothing's coming out in September, so I know we'll put the put the, the, the Moses movie in that, in that time. <laughs> it's September. It's the middle of the end. fall. Who's going to know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, it's, you know, it's super big scale. It's got all the nice special effects. Like, it ends with, like, I'm going I'm to assume it's Ramsey on a white horse as this big wall of water is getting ready to wash over him. The horse is, like, flipping out, going, let's go! Come on! Like, the horse is just kind of bouncing around, going, like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Like, Ramsey's kind of holding him back, and the horse is obviously going, let's go! <laughs> I know what's happening. Like, fuck you! I I've can... seen this movie! But yeah, I know how this ends. We drown! I'll throw you and run. Yeah, like, you're like just, just toss it on, go! Go, horsey, go! Next thing you know is... My Little Pony buddies come and save him. <laughs> his bronies. <laughs> yeah, his bronies. My Little Pony, My Little Pony. <laughs> save you from the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I mean, again, it's Christian Bale's Moses. I don't know. I mean, hope he can pull it off. I, I'm, I don't think... The problem with Christian Bale movies is that unless he dramatically changes his appearance, he's always going to remind me of Batman. I mean, okay, yeah, he was great in his other movies, like American Psycho. Yeah. I mean, come on, Moses, American Psycho is now Moses? Come on! Because <laughs> he did look like... like he looked like Batman in American Psycho. Before yeah. Before yeah. Batman, like, now that you see it, you're like, yeah, you know, I can just see take look. Kicking in the door, you know, talk, trying to talk to Ramsey. You need to let my people go. Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Moses and the Hebrewites, they had a really popular hit in four. Hebrewites? Hebrewites, yeah. Hebrewites, yeah. But it's his people. He's at the last Yeah. It's, that's what they call it, Hebrewites. I thought it was Israelites. No, it was he, Moses and the Hebrewites. <laughs> I call them. We'll see if they're really Israelites, but he needs the poppy sound. Like Huey Lewis in the news. Moses and the Hebrewites. <laughs> okay? And, you know, they were all, you know, they were nice and famous with four. It wasn't until this song came out. He signed on Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> Hip to be Jew. Tip to be a Jew. I walked the desert for 40 years and days. I came across this river, and what did I say? I, don't know. <laughs> I looked up to heaven and pleaded with God. I know it's not right. I'm being chased by Egypt. Please help me out now 
and part the Red Sea. Dun, 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 dun. Part the Red Sea. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oi, they, it's hip to be a Jew. Oi, they, it's hip to be a Jew. <laughs> Jewish producer comes up to you. That's another one hit like that. Damn, you make a star out of you. <laughs> You're going to be famous. <laughs> and then after he parts, like, he goes up the mountain, the Mount Sinai, and God hands him the tank. I wonder if they're going to do the Ten Commandments, because they do the whole, yeah. you know, the, the whole, you know, um, looks like the frogs and the blood and the, the, the whole story. The plagues? The, the plagues, yeah, plagues? the ten plagues. Yeah. And then I can just see him up there, you know, he's all clean shaven or got the beard, you know, he's got the robe and he probably goes up and <laughs> God sounded like Morgan Freeman. You know? <laughs> Moses, I'm gonna give you some commandments. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Take place on the Sabbath. Don't covet thy neighbor's wife. Do not commit murder. You know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Don't eat meat on Fridays. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Don't have chickens on Wednesdays. <laughs> Run through a river of shit. Meet my friend, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> he ran through a river of shit to be free. <laughs> you have it nice and easy. You just have to walk through the desert. Don't worry, when you get to a lake, a river or sea, really. Just wait. I'll take care of it. <laughs> but before I do that, here's some tablets I'm going to edge out a la Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. I don't want to talk about that. That was kind of a low point in my career. <laughs> take them and give them to your people. I have spoken. Visa. <laughs> and say hi to the penguins <laughs> and then he comes down he's all Batmaned out <laughs> I have been on top of Mount Sinai God has given me these ten commandments ah uh, you make a golden calf <laughs> and he throws them down and boom and then they go let's go walk <laughs> I gotta walk this off it's 40 years Moses uh, my girlfriend blew up I need to retire <laughs> oh boy I can't wait till our September show after I come back from watching that <laughs> it's like I was right I was right about everything even him to be a Jew Wow. <laughs> Weird Al ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, I think we should take a break. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back, kids. And we're back. Yay. See, now, aren't you glad you listened? Yeah. It was probably some fun. But I would love to know if there was somebody just going, you know what? I don't give a shit about the show because I listen to it live, but I want to hear just the, the intros and the outros to each episode. <laughs> That's why I download just for that a little bit of content. See what the two boobs are talking about. Yeah. You know, 
Like, I just want to hear what they have to say, how they're going to throw this, and whether they're going to talk about that, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, right now, there's somebody just went, don't, I don't know what the show was about. I just want to hear the outro and the intro. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Statler and Wardorf, and I just, you know, listen to the very end to hear the <laughs> Statler and Wardorf clip at the end. <laughs> I don't care that these guys work hard. I don't care that they, you know, feel the need to ramble on for an hour. I just want to hear. It was great. It was wonderful. It was pretty good. Well, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> First of all, I didn't like. Yeah, it was awesome. Get him away! Woo woo! That's an idiot. You're listen to it now. <laughs> it's not the same. You didn't sound like either of me, tool. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to kind of jazz you up for part two, we do an uh, life, the universe, and everything with Erica. Ooh. And this time it's about urban legends. Ooh. But until then, while you're downloading part two, make sure you go to our Geeksters page on Facebook and like us. Or you can follow us at on Twitter at Geeksters. Or you can go at wardsweekgeeks.com and download past, present, and future episodes, the ones that you didn't miss. Yes. Or at least on our Facebook page, find out the about. Where, where you can find us. Um. If you but uh, if you want to listen to us live, you can do that on Sunday nights from seven to ten, Eastern Standard Time, on AquanetRadio.com. Tune in, iHeartRadio and iTunes Radio. So search our Aquanet Radio in those apps. And if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com, or you can contact Sean at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com, or you can contact Erica at Erica at WordsWithGeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. And now here's the moment you all waiting for. We'll see you in part two. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.